Darn it, normally I'm early. I'm a little late, just a little late. How you kids doing? I am. I, I wish you lived in an adult word, word, world, world, duh. Where I could use the C word, but I can't because it would absolutely describe me. But I am a spoiled quanta, haha. I, uh, it, like I said before, guys, you're going to play your cards right or just avoid the mistakes. So then you're going to be sitting there like, huh. This is, I went to, uh, Zion National Park, Atham, look it up, and you can see it. it's one of the prettiest parks, I'd say, in the United States, National Parks anyway. Maybe second or third to Glacier, and certainly number one is Canyonlands, also in Utah. But I went out there, and I was like, oh, because we're going to leave. I'm going to leave back for my home in South Dakota. The snow is gone now. Everything is safe. My pampered little ass can go back now. And I said, oh, geez, we're leaving soon, like two weeks, two and a half weeks. I got to do all this stuff. I was too responsible. I was, I was too much being an adult. Not to mention the, the weather sucked. I only golfed once. I only golfed once. I only got like two motorcycle rides in the very uh, coldest winter in 30 years in Las Vegas, Nevada. So there was not a lot of bragging, but the weather finally broke. And say, oh crap, we gotta pack all this stuff in. We gotta do it. We gotta do what do we gotta do? We gotta do that living thing. Remember that whole living thing that we're all about? Not the working thing. That's the opposite. No, no, no. That's what debt-ridden girls with their master's degree and jokes of studies do, as we'll get to later, I find out. As, as we do the opposite, we go do the fun thing. Well, what is the fun thing? Well, it's whatever you want, my fine young sir. But I was never taught to have fun. I know you went to the public schools and were taught to go to college and enslave yourself to untold amounts of debt. And the happiest thing and the most important thing you do would be what you do for work. Not family, not love, not sex, not staying in shape, not exercise, not eating healthy, not climbing mountains, not riding motorcycles, not gone fishing. Ba, 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 ba. No, it was work. But the fun stuff, I got, well, we got to train. And really, you almost do have to train people on fun nowadays. They forget. They forget. I know I'm I'm old enough now. I've seen my men and women of my generation. Like, hey, you don't want do you want to do the fun thing? And they they do this purgatory. Neither work nor fun. Neither alive nor dead. Neither happy nor sad. Like, pick a side. What do you do you want to go have fun? No. I want to stay in the purgatory of non-existence and not living nor ending the misery through death. I wish to dun, 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 stay at home. And I'm like, shink, shink, pop. I did him a favor. So I'm trying to pack in all the fun. And uh, Zion is only, depending on where you want to hike in Zion, because there's new rules, so always fun. And other people apparently want to go to this park, I found out yesterday. So I said, okay, I want to try another hike in Zion. I want to do Angel's Landing. I don't want to sit in the shuttle. I don't want to sit with all the with all the, the lemmings and the sheep and the sardines they pack in, and everyone's really slow. So I want to guess. So I looked around, and on the north east side of the of the park is a trailhead called East Mesa Outlook. And to kind of give you guys a visual, Zion National Park is basically just a very deep and 
beautiful, traumatic canyon. I don't know how far the cliffs drop, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was over 1,000 or maybe even 2,000 feet. This is where the famous Angel's Landing is. Yes, I've hiked it. The famous Chris Beckloff has hiked it. He called it Death Mountain because he also sits in. He chooses purgatory to sit at home. <clears throat> he does not like fun. And so you, you, you're up on top of the plateau, and then the Virgin River has cut this dramatic canyon. Not, not as dramatic as the Grand Canyon, but still very beautiful and digestible. The Grand Canyon, you just look at it like, I, 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 takes you two days to hike it with any justice, and you're looking at this is too much food to eat. You just really look at the Grand Canyon. Zion, not so intimidating. It's still intimidating, but like, I could do this. I could do this whole thing. Might take a couple trips so I could do it. And so um, what the commoners, what the normie conformies and inferiors do is they load up in the main southern entrance to the park. And you got a park two miles away. You take a shuttle. This wasn't this way 10 years ago. 10 years ago, when all you schmucks that overpaid for a house and took out home equity loans and were unemployed during the Great Recession, well, you all should have stayed at home because you had no money, couldn't even go for a walk. Cappy, who was a minimalist and had his motorcycle, had free reign of the country. I'm not kidding. It will go down. It, it will. It will go down as one of my fonder memories. You, your fond memories, you don't know when you're having them. You're just going to look back and say, man, those were good times. The reason there was good times, because there's a recession. I was just starting to work online and make enough money that I didn't have to. You know, I, I saved my pennies and dimes. I had rental income. Effectively, didn't have a mortgage. <clears throat> I paid off my student loans, foreign concept. There's a whole new course on that. I'll be explaining to all you later how that works out. But I could just get a hotel, a good one, not the fanciest one, but a good one for like 35 bucks a, a night. If I wasn't in a, in a motorcycle, I was in a car. <clears throat> and all these national parks, just, just ghost towns. There'd be the ranger. Hey, how you doing? Hi. Can I come in? Yeah, please. You're the third person today. We've been open 16 hours. And you could just pull right in there. Zion National Park. Park. Catch the, the little shuttle bus. Three stops up. There's Angel's Landing. Right up. Amazing view. Just amazing view. Beautiful view. And then you go down. And then, then it was the economy slowly recovered. I know a lot of you are big Trump fans. I am not a big Trump fan. I'm not a big Trump enemy either. But there was a, a very average economic recovery. Long and steady. And then you people came back. Started going to my parks, driving up hotel prices and gas prices. And then the parks got cute. Oh, you need a lottery. You can't hike on any lottery. And I, for once, I kind of agree with them because the last time I did Angel's Landing, there was a traffic jam of people up there, which is not a good thing because if you look at Angel's Landing, it's this thin cliff. Uh, I don't know high, how, how high, but 1,500 feet up, I got him straight down, just straight down. Just It's awesome. It's just awesome. Uh, I'm going to stay in. And the skinniest part, I think, is four feet wide where you screw up. You're dead. You're just dead. And they got chains and you hold on. Well, there were people backed up on that chain. I'm like, okay, this isn't good. 
Uh, this is so I can uh, kind of understand. They don't want traffic jams getting out there. But now, uh, you know, and then there was there was the disease, and then we had a little bit of respite. Utah never closed down. Me and the great one, and a buddy of mine, and and uh, Sergeant Greg, we all went hiking. Had a grand old time in Moab. It was wonderful. None of you normie people were there. You're all staying in. Oh no, I might catch a cold. I'll just stay in and watch all my Netflix and chill with my overweight spouse. <clears throat> so there was a little was a shiny moment in time. It was about a year and a half. And then that ended and everybody came back and forth. And now all the national parks are pretty much jam-packed. So now you got to be strategic about your approach to the national parks. You got to think outside the box of normies and conformies and fears, which is not harm because you're hard because you look at them. They're going to do the logical thing. They're going to go into the main entrance. They're all going to take the shuttle. They're all going to take pictures. Maybe, maybe 5% of them might get off their fat touristy ass and go walk up a trail or two. I got to figure this out. So then I see there's this trail way north, far northeast corner of the thing. And you got to take some dirt roads to get there, but you can get there. And it hikes out into kind of what would be the middle. You're at the top or north of the canyon. It runs north-south. You're at the top of the canyon. It's on this outlook that crops out into the canyon, and you see all the canyons. So you even get a better view than Angel's Landing because you see Angel's Landing. It had to be about two, 300 feet beneath me, maybe half a mile out. And it, it's not that hard of a hike. It's six miles round. I mean, for a normal, fat, pasty, dopey, rascal riding Walmart shopping American. Oh, God, you guys couldn't do it in a million years. But for those of you who aren't fast, fat, disgusting pigs, <clears throat> six miles there and back, 700 foot elevation gain. That's about it. And you get to spectacular. You don't even have to pay. Now, you probably should have the parks pass in case the, the ranger comes by and I get the annual pass. So <clears throat> I was legit. But I, I went out there and I was like, look at this. Look at this. And it scratched that like, oh, I'm not, I'm not fully availing myself. I'm not pushing up that rock of syphysis or syphilis or whatever the hell it is enough. I didn't push it enough. And I was like, oh, we didn't do enough fun. We didn't pack it. We didn't have enough fun. We were forced to be in purgatory because of the, the, the rain and sometimes the snow in Vegas. And so I got, I want to make it into Utah. I mean, it's, it's, um, <clears throat> to give you an idea, maybe those of you who are adventurers and hikers and motorcyclists, such as my cyclists, even it's kind of like ho- the Island hopping strategy of world war two, the allies or the Americans in that particular case, didn't take all the islands. It just took strategic islands. So they could cut off the supply of the Japanese holding islands. Or so they'd skip over three islands, get a key Island. And then, make sure they the supplies are cut off <clears throat> but it was also so you could be within bombing range and i think don't quote me was it guam or midway what was the one where the b29s could finally reach japan and that was kind of a key one we had to get maybe that was iwo jima i don't know well in any case <clears throat> it's kind of the same thing in vegas like now i'm in striking distance i'm not stuck in milwaukee i'm not stuck in minneapolis it's not a, a three-hour flight to land at a major metro, get an overpriced rental car, find some kind of hotel, then drive eight hours. It's uh, it you're within range, a day range. So it takes, it took 
It only took two hours to get to the park. It took two hours to get through the park because, again, all you fat, dumbass tourists. And you drive through the park, you make it out the east entrance, you head north, there it is. And so I was happy. I got, and we made it back. Made it in, I was in bed by 9 p.m. I could be an old man. Old man schedule. And I still managed to get Zion National Park in one day. Like, oh, yeah. Macho man, Randy Savage. Mean to do this since I was like a little five-year-old kid. <clears throat> so I packed in the fun. And now, <laughs> that was yesterday. Literally yesterday, I get back. Most people get to do that once in their lifetime, especially if you live out of the country. And, and then I did my work. I did some videos earlier today, caught up with it, caught up with everything. Then I went to the gym, despite having my left hand injured. <clears throat> I did all my good things. I caught up with all the projects. All the projects are done. They're online. They're promoted. This, this, this that. I went to Miami last week, hang on with Fresh and Fed. Bobbity, bobbity. Okay, get out of here. Uh, we exchanged epitaphs to one another. I do Zion, get back to all my work, everything's done, go to the gym, come back, and I have a cigar, and I'm sitting there still like, got to do more, got to do more, it's not enough, not enough fun. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I was like, oh, I got to do, oh, there's nothing to do. Like, literally, I've caught up at Asshole Consulting. And there's some minor things, like, you know, I got to close the house down in the Southern Command for the owner. <laughs> Got this monster weed that just grows like Lord knows whatever. So when I come back here in late fall, this thing is six feet long. I'm like, where are you getting the water? I don't water you. <clears throat> I think it's getting it from the neighbors. Maybe it seeps underneath the wall. And But in either case, and just sitting there like, oh, how does this get this? I'm spoiled. I'm saying he's got a he's got a pool, by the way, in a hot tub. I'm sitting on the back. It's a sunny day. Like 80 degrees, smoking a cigar, listening to Critical Drinker. Like, I should have. Oh, no, there's nothing else to do. Oh, wait, there's nothing to do. Most people would say, I need a day of rest after a full, long day road trip and a hike. They're like, no, Jim, go, dude, we're going to die. Pack it in. Let's go, 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 go. <clears throat> and all oh, that rock, man, that rock keep needs constant pushing up the hill. Constant. I hope there's a record after you die like this. Like I talked about this, the baseball statistics. He pushed the rock the most. Yeah, he pushed it the most in many different ways. He did the most rock pushing in the most creative ways. That's what he did. He had he spent the most time outside. He wasn't inside. He was outside. He spent the most time having fun. He wasn't work. He spent the least amount of working. And the least amount of indoors and most of the amount of time, he basically died the way he was born. He was born as a little bit of like a training period. But once he got legs, he was outside. <clears throat> That's the way he died. He was outside hiking. Fell off the cliff, missed that step. Well, he had a great life. And hey, he fell off. And then they call it Cappy's Landing, not Angel's Landing. That'd be too Christian. Too Christian for future America, right? And it's Cappy's Landing. Anyway, so there I am. And here we are. Like, ah, I'll do a podcast. Got might as well pack it in because Friday, go to Prescott to do some hiking with a buddy. Finally going to get to visit the talented Mr. Lee in Phoenix. Haven't seen him in years. It's been too long. 
been too busy doing adult stuff. <clears throat> We're going to go do some hike someplace in Tempe. I don't know. I'm like, Tempe's got hiking? It's all developed. Where are we going to hike? So we'll go out and do that. Come back. Then we got to go to Atham's graduation. Then we come back here. Then Chad's going to be hanging out here. Maybe he wants to do Zion again, which I'm not against. There's a town. You guys want an interesting thing. <clears throat> all the tourists go to Zion, and, 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 as you should. But I ended up doing a motorcycle ride. I went through the middle of nowhere, Nevada. Um, I have to look this up. I took Highway 93 north of Vegas through a town called Alamo, then Crystal Springs, which there is no town. It, it Literally, it's in the middle of the desert, and there's a beef jerky store in Crystal Springs, and that's it. There's not even a gas station. Then I cut over, went through a town called Caliente, ended up going north into Manaca, and then cut across the Utah border there and went south to a town called Veyo, 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 V-E-Y-O. And the town thankfully had gas and they had a pizzeria, but then there's this pie place and there's all these convertibles with all these gray hairs who are still, they're out there having fun. They're on team fun. And there's the pie shop. Now I'm on a diet, you know, very strict, very religious. But then you get this debate where, okay, Taste is one of the five senses, and you really are depriving yourself, you know, 20% of life experiences if you don't have taste. And it's like, but I want I want to be sexy, I want to look good naked. I still want to have better sex at 60 than most people do at their 20s, which shouldn't be hard if we all stay in shape, right? Well, we're all on that side too. All right. And I I pull in on uh the motorcycle. I'm like, I'm gonna get some pie, I'm gonna forgive myself. I found this thing. This town, this middle of nowhere town, far southwest corner of Utah. And there's a line. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. How do all these old people know about? Is this all you gotta do? Once again, wish for a recession. I poke my head in. There's a line. Yeah, it's all gray-haired white people. You know, Only white people do lines. I know, I know, probably not. Don't tell me. No, no, the Latinos, man, will beat you in the line game any day, especially if it's a good breakfast. I don't know. It's just my experiences have been, you go, oh, here's a restaurant. Oh, and here's a line. And everyone's like, it's only 45 minutes. And I immediately count the number of people in the party. I'm like, yeah, four people. That's like three and a half hours, three hours of comp- of human time wasted we could all go home and do a ton of chores and then like have an entire evening off for all of ourselves do you want to sit in the line <clears throat> and so my philosophies were at battle where like oh, i should have gotten the pie i'm not gonna wait in line so i hopped back on my bike went through gunlock waterfalls there nice little park made it back to vegas <clears throat> i forgot where i was going with that story um oh but that town Veyo, V-E-Y-O. So there's the pie place. Oh, you want to do the pie place. That's the second cool reason you should go there. The main reason you should go there is there's a no-joke volcano, like like a stratovolcano with, with the cone, a cylinder cone, and the crater in in the top. And I you know, you know a lot of volcanoes out in Wisconsin. And there's another one in Santa Clara not too far away. And I start looking at the geography. I'm looking around. Like, yeah, this is all this is all lava rock. And I looked up, I'm like, oh yeah, there's the volcano. You know, hopefully it won't go off anytime soon. 
And so if, if you want to see some, let's because you're going to, you're going to headquarter in St. George. Let's say you do go to Zion National Park. You can almost say you're going to stay in St. George or Cedar City. Go do the loop around. Go to the other side of that mountain range to the west. Go to Vail, get the pie. There's the pizza place. Go get your pizza. But I don't know. You want to, you go back, say, yeah, we did Zion National Park, but we climbed a volcano. And I don't think it's that high. I think it's only like maybe, maybe 600 feet, maybe. Not for you normal America, not you guys. No, there's Netflix, there's welfare checks, there's STEMI checks, there's your disability check because you came down with a touch of the of the uh, social anxieties. And it's just all those social worker women just can't cut that check enough for you to stay at home and piss away your life and get fat and get diabetes, have your feet cut off at 28. <clears throat> but for those of you who know you're going to die and you're not a degenerate piece of worthless shit, May I recommend you little little side trip out there? Go to Vail. Check it out. Oh, hey, Vlad Elkham's in the house. Him and I might go up there. If we got up, Chad, we're if we're doing it, we're doing it early. Like we leave at 5 a.m. Because I ain't going through that park again. We're gonna go up and around. Athlete can look it up for us. Come in from the east side. Not a lot of paved roads in that area. It's gonna be a long drive. <clears throat> we're gonna do the hike. Depending on traffic, they had pretty good reception up on top of that butte. I'll look at traffic going into the east side uh, entrance of Zion. If it doesn't look like too many, you know, RVs and mom pot kettles that they're holding up the works, we might go through that part of the park. We've done the north side. We did do the south side. And then that'll shoot us out and we can go to Veo and then make our way back to Vegas. But um, <clears throat> that will that we're still 50-50 on that. We're still depends on temperature as well. We don't want to be doing that at like a hundred and five degrees. That will that will not happen. Anyway, so that's where we're here now. Now we got what? So oh, so now it's got to pack in as much golf, motorcycle riding. That's tomorrow. It's too windy. It's too windy for motorcycle riding and golf. <laughs> Oh, and it, and I am. I'm spoiled. That's right. You will spoil yourself. You play your cards right. You don't major in dumb stuff. You save your money. Da da da. You'll be you'll be at this stage, but instead of being 48, you'll be 32. Like, what do I do? I I don't know. It's just another 50 years of this stuff. Then you die. As best as I could put it together. Maybe you're lucky enough for Chad to come out and go hiking over at Zion National Park with you. Man, it's, it doesn't get better than that. H- hiking with the Chad Elkins, oh my God! What what more is there to to life? Anyway, welcome to Good Morning Corona Chan. Um, let me do a little bit of the sponsors, get that out of the way. I'm gonna go through the super chat, stay on top of that, and then I do have a point. <clears throat> I do have a point. This this was meandering in my mind, and then the the closing, the bankruptcy of Vice and Buzzfeed. Oh yeah, I was gonna look into that one of these days. Uh, so a new book, new sponsor. Uh, this is, I got to read it. Vitruvia 144. Okay. This is by SP Daily. Uh, if you remember, if you were back in the blogging days, Daily sent me a book called Welcome to the Divide. And it was an absolutely intellectual joy to read. And you guys know I hate reading. Um, <clears throat> it's about humans making 
crossing the divide into uh, virtual living, virtual sentience. And he did a phenomenal job. The first part of that book is a little like, what the hell is he? Why is he talking like Bob Dole in the third person? And it becomes apparent by about the third or fourth chapter. This one I have not read, Vitruvia 144. <clears throat> but if you search SP Daily on Amazon, I'm sure you'll find both books. I have not read it. I cannot vouch for it. But if it's anything like his first book, I would strongly recommend that. Academiccomposition.com. Go to academiccomposition.com so you can have other people write your college papers for you. Although a lot of people are saying ChatGPT has taken that over. Eh, not exactly wrong there either. But if you want an original, uh, go ahead and do that. Also, academiccomposition.com is always hiring marketing people and writers. So if you would like to work from home, contact Alex at academiccomposition.com. <clears throat> Tell him that Cappy sent you. The Way of Monkey book by Turt Flingy Monkey. That is the modern day Marcus Aurelius meditations book, but for the modern day. Uh, very helpful book. That coincided. TFM came out with that book when I was starting to go to anger management. And um, not that I didn't know. I even went to the Stoics Club over in the Twin Cities meetup group for a while. Uh, and then COVID ended that because we just can't have fun things. Uh, but that is, a, I would say, more. It's not that Marcus Aurelius's meditations wasn't practical, but I think uh, The Way a Monkey Book is very much more practical for modern times. So it was written for a modern audience and not in that way. Push Your Rubber Downhill by Adam Piggott. Both the website, which is his podcast and blog, but then also his book, Pushing Rubber Downhill, is the hero's journey, but he's Australian. It starts off with him riding a rickety 1995 crotch rocket across Australia to meet a girl. He goes from Perth to Sydney, and the girl doesn't pick up his calls. And thus the journey begins. <laughs> Uh, masculine geeks tune in to my friends over at the masculine geeks. If you like things geekery, but masculine, that's why they call it masculine geeks. And then also tipping the odds, Vegas podcast, uh, tune in to Kevin and Mitch. Uh, if you want to, I know they talk about Vegas. I think 5% of the time, it's, it's just these two old guys going back and forth at each other. It's kind of fun and entertaining, so I tune into those guys. I also listen to them, like, kind of get my Vegas news. Like, oh, what's going on? In, oh, that's going on in Vegas. All right. Red Evening with uh, uh, Rurb and uh, Jack Napier. And then daybydaycartoon.com. Uh, Check out Chris Muir's website, daybydaycartoon.com. He is one of the few boomers I look up to. And Carrie Lutz financialsurvivalnetwork.com if you are interested in precious metals and investing over there. All right, Super Chats. I got nowhere to be. I don't know why I'm in a rush. It's not. It's, it's too windy to do a motorcycle ride, too windy to go golf. I've already had my cigar. It's 3 p.m. God, I am going to have to join like an old geezers club. Uh, the Human Society, two bucks Croc hikers go into the main entrance of national par parks. Croc, you mean like they got their croc shoes? They probably do, yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. <clears throat> I was driving, so I wasn't really doing a lot of, you know, human watching. Did you know, man, 220 Canadian. During the three-year PSYOP, you saw who your tribe is. I don't have a tribe then. I really don't. <laughs> I really don't have a tribe. 
it was cool. You'd occasionally would see some hikers out there. And in Utah, I did see some, some busting boomers out there hiking the southern unit of Canyonlands National Park. So I was like, okay, these guys are out. They're out. They're living life. No mask. <clears throat> Scrolling. Wholesome DJ Aftershock, two bucks. Social workers are here to help my troubled youth. No, the social workers are there to treat the troubled youth, not to ever fix them or heal them up. They're there to parasite off of the troubled youth. I'm here to help the troubled youth. You want help? I'm here. Go get my book, Bachelor Pad Economics. Go get the uh, Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. Go take the course the dad you never had on Teachable. I'm here to help the troubled youth. Karen over at the social department just wants to tell you, oh my God, nothing's ever your fault. And it's all those people's fault. And you need more of other people's money. Are you okay? What's your mental condition like? Why isn't everyone getting fixed? Why are they burning down our buildings? Why are people pooping in the streets? I don't know. You just, you're not a dad. You're not a man. You're a Karen. Not only are you female and can't be male, you're a stupid female on top of it and have no real world working experience and never had to get out of poverty. That's why your social workers can't get these people out of poverty because you came from the prissy suburbs. <clears throat> Vlad Elkins, who you can subscribe to his channel if you'd like, the Elkins Accounting Hour, two bucks. So bored. Want to let me on? I want no super chats. Yeah, I can let you on. Let me um let me get through the super chats here and you could come on. And only because you're not gonna steal my precious super chats, I will let you on. Chase Robado. So set up your equipment, Chad. Five bucks. Just sending some support, Cappy. Graduating grad school with no debt this weekend, then going international for a, a few weeks. Cool. Good to, good to, uh, hey Chase, email, uh, email me at assholeconsulting.com. <clears throat> you have to fill in the form. It doesn't allow you to put attachments on. I'll respond. And yeah, send me some pictures from wherever you're traveling around. Congratulations on graduating. We have an idiot in our circle of friends graduating this month. Uh, let me get Vlad Elkums in. Hang on. I got a billion things open because <clears throat> I wanted to do some research. No, I need that one. I need that one. Give me a second here. Oh, shit. Hang on, Chet. I can't. Oh, yeah, I can invite you here. Let me get this copy. That's copied. Give me a second. Almost there. She's breaking up. Almost there. Now watch. Oh, my God, Twitter. Did you let me in without it? That's your phone number. Let's get Vlad Elkums in on the house. Man, you are bored too, Chad, eh? End of busy season. Vlad Elkums, CPA. All right, it's there. All right, Sam Whiskey. Oh, my God, Sam, what the hell? Why do you really give? Tell me what's going on. This is for Vlad's beer fund. No, 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 no. These are the rules. He said, no, he's not taking super chats. This is my fund. This is my not a beer fund. This is my gas fund to go to Arizona. This weekend, this is this is my my um, Poke Bowl fund. I have only had two Poke Bowls since I've been down here. Really, that's another thing. I got to avail myself of all this food because surprise, surprise, the culinary industry in Rapid City is not exactly uh, all that in a bag of chips. All right, we're caught up. Let me get rid of that. Um, 
Are you coming in, Chad, or what? <clears throat> I got topics to go through here. Well, let me read the article while Chad's coming in. This is from the New York Post. Many of you already know about this. This is last week. Vice Media is likely to file for bankruptcy. Report. Uh, Vice Media, the Brooklyn-based company that was once the darling of the digital media world, is preparing for, to file for bankruptcy, according to a report. The filing could happen in the coming weeks, the New York Times reported Monday, citing anonymous sources with knowledge for the matter. Founded by Shane Smith, don't know who he is, whose once high-flying media firm was worth nearly $6 billion. Guys, if you start some basically slander mud-raking website, and someone's going to give you just a billion dollars for it, you take it, okay? Vice has been looking for a buyer since last year. The Times said that more than five companies have expressed interest in acquiring Vice, but the chances of an acquisition happening now are increasingly slim. The looming bankruptcy would mark an end to Vice's wild ride in which Smith sought to disrupt traditional storytelling, mainstream media... <clears throat> traditional storytelling? What are you talking about? Is that what you just is that what you call lying? Is that what you calling slander? Is that what you call muckraking? Is that what you call tabloidism? Is storytelling? Mainstream media companies like Disney invested hundreds of millions of dollars in Smith's vision. <laughs> Who's in charge of really you Disney, you do know you're going to go back to like the 60s, 70s, and 80s where you were dormant. You're going to go back into the dormant world for like two decades here. Um, <clears throat> in 2017, a funding round for private equity firm TPG gave the company a bloated valuation of $5.7 billion. Vice includes Vice News, a handful of websites like Munchies and Motherboard, and an advertising agency called Virtue. <laughs> there was the dot-com bubble. We were going to sell dog food online. And then there's the social media bubble. Like, But this is journalism. This is like, at least, look, let me, let me explain to you where, where you, this concept of intrinsic value. You need to have real value to your business. Now, normally that's profit, but sometimes it could also be assets or patents or copyrights. Vice was just muckraking, which there's more than enough muckraking tabloids on the internet. More than enough. All right, but then there's girls who are cute with nice set of tits. Those, one, one OnlyFans girl in reasonably good shape has more intrinsic value and a cute set of tits on OnlyFans then Vice does all of its little, you know, gossipy, columny drivel. <clears throat> and for those of you wondering, I want to get in, I want to get private equity. I want to get a hedge fund. Although I think you guys have started to see the sheen has fallen up. What idiots in private equity would give this company, it, it didn't give them $6 billion, but would invest at a rate that would value it at $6 billion. Like these, these, these Wall Street guys are not that smart. They really aren't. They, they are distracted by shiny, glittery objects. Ooh, NFTs. Ooh, ooh, crypto. Ooh, and I'm, I'm pro crypto. They didn't understand it. Ooh, you're a social media website that does everything that the Daily Mail does and all the British tabloids, but you're American. You got a cool word called Vice. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, 
however, by most accounts, Vice is currently worth a fall, small fraction of that sum. If Vice does file for bankruptcy, the company's largest shareholder, Fortress Investment Group, could end up controlling it, the Times reported. This is what happened to, for those of you who give a very similar story, but it's not as sexy because very few people have Yahoo Mail anymore. Yahoo News, which is equally used toilet paper as Vice. It's just, we hate America, we hate capitalism, OMG, gossip, filth, and trash, all right? Only reason I know about that is because every time I log out of my Yahoo account email, <clears throat> I'm hit with, my eyes are graped by just the filth of America. It was it was TikTok before it was TikTok, okay? Um, they are owned by some, they keep, they were owned by Yahoo itself, then it was AOL or Verizon. And then it was sold to some private investment group. Now it's on its second or third private investment group. Who are these private investment groups? Who, what the hell's wrong with you? Do you actually make money on Yahoo? And you look at the editorial board. It's like, okay, what, what Marxist leftist female centric shit are we going to throw up today? Yeah, good run with it. Uh, in that case, Vice would continue operating normally and run an auction to sell the company over a 45-day period with Fortress in the position as the most likely acquirer. Fortress, withhold, which holds senior debt, would get paid off first in the event of a sale, the report said, noting that investors like Disney, which already took a write-down on its investments. <laughs> hey, Disney, did you listen to the SVB lesbian lady who was the uh, <clears throat> in charge of... Risk analysis. Remember her and her entire resume was how much she liked licking vagina, not whether she was a mathematical genius or educational credentials. It was that she was for diversity and lesbian and licking vagina. Did you consult? Did she tell you to buy that? Uh, let's see if Chad's in here. There you go. Hey, what's, what's up? up? Nothing. You like this senior, this mezzanine trance financing that these uh, these uh, private equity groups and hedge funds throw all this money? You, you enjoying seeing these finance bros take a hit on all these dumbass investments? See, that's the thing that just makes life worth living, especially post wasteful MBA life. That's that's fantastic. Tell me more. <laughs> what do you what do you estimate the chances are the people? whether it was Fortress Investment or whoever that decided to buy a controlling share or lend senior debt notes to Vice, as well as the SVB and all that, what what do you think the chances are they had their MBAs? 99%. 99%. I agree. Yes. I agree Those places you. breed that type of stupid shit. What? I don't see. I never got into that uh, hedge fund investment banking alternative. Is it, is it is like, like you couldn't make it into Goldman, so you got kicked down and you went into some no-name hedge fund or private equity group or something like that? The ones that I went to school with, and you can imagine I wasn't friends with any of them, so right. um, they mostly had – oops, that's coming in hot. Um, they mostly had rich parents. I mean very, very rich parents that made their own money on Wall Street. So Junior there doesn't want to work you know, a 1,000 hours as an investment banker or – doing something with a major bank, you know, on right. Wall Street. Instead, they want to have their play money and start their little hedge fund and see if they can grift all the masses into giving so, it to them. 
so do the parents like give them the seed capital to run it with? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. At least the, the ones that I knew did. One of the things I hated about my program, and I'm just being honest, were all the rich kids in it. I mean, just ugh. I too hated all the rich kids in my program. Yeah. <laughs> do you know why? Because they were spoiled and never had to work hard. Because rich anything. kids are assholes, generally yes. speaking. Yeah. Yes. I met a I met a rich kid who was nice. He worked hard, but for him, there's 99 assholes. So yeah. It's, yes. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, for those of you who are majoring in finance, oh, I'm gonna work for a hedge fund or a private equity group. No, they're not gonna hire you. They're gonna hire their buddies, and it's a money losing yes. operation. Yep. But uh, all right, I gotta go back here. <clears throat> uh senior disney which took a write down of its investments wouldn't get a return vice media this is quote vice media group has are you ready for are you ready for the the double speak are you ready Can't for wait. the for the spin here we go vice media group has been engaged in a comprehensive evaluation of strategic alternatives and planning a vice rep said monday the company its board and stakeholders continue to be focused on finding the best best path for the company uh, founded as Vice Magazine in 1994 by the Bombastic Smith, the firm steadily made its push to video and TV. By t- was Vice ever on TV? I don't remember that. I mean, I don't watch oh. a lot of TV. Right. By 2013, Vice had its own weekly news show on HBO. Okay, so they were on TV. Three HBO. years later, it launched a cable channel, Viceland, which slumped in the ratings. Under Smith, Vice had big hopes of becoming a media juggernaut with revenue touching $1 billion by 2015. What what do you think is a pet peeve of mine when they quote revenue? They're not factoring in expenses because if you're making a million dollars in revenue, but your expenses are two million, you have a bankrupt company. Is right. And yeah, that's it. Because they all these the dude, this was so obvious in the dot com days where like they are like, oh, they had sales go up 25 percent. I'm like, what about their profits? And they instead of using price to earnings because there was no earnings, they use price to sales. Do you remember those days? Yes, I do. I do. I absolutely remember that. Oh God, you got just and they what it it fooled me at first, but then it exposed itself because I was working security late at night and I watched CNBC Squawk Box and all that when this was happening. I'm like, yeah, but they ain't got no profits. And then you realize, like, oh, this is this is it. They're not that smart. Right. These people are all on a scam. They're running a scam. That's what they're doing. And so for those of you who are like, you know, you, you look at something, you're like, well, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. All finance people say, well, you don't understand, you see, because of future CAGR growth and EBITDA. <laughs> Guys, if it doesn't make a profit, it's worth shit. That's it. That's how simple it is. This bleeds over into my business. It's not always therapists. It's other people who claim they made all this money. I'm like, whoa, Mm -hmm. good job. And then I see what they spent. And it's like, uh, okay. Uh, Of course, they make payments on their estimated taxes on that money, right? That's the first thing they do because they know they got to pay that, right? They're just so responsible. They make my life so easy every year. (laughs) And it's your fault they got to pay in, I bet. And they hate the news I give them. Oh, uh, Undersmith, media juggernaut, making a billion by 2015. According to the Times, Disney explored buying Vice for more than $3 billion that year after investing hundreds of millions. A deal never happened, and Vice was getting squeezed by the challenging digital advertising market. Meanwhile, a series of critical reports of 2018 on how Vice was built on bluffs and smokes and mirrors by Smith, who reportedly oversaw a toxic work environment of female staff. 
<clears throat> that's not good, but they weren't making no money. It right. Damaged the company and its founder. Uh, Dubik left Vice in February after five-year stint as CEO. Her departure is known as blah, blah, blah. Vice's fortune were souring by 2019. The HBO show and the cable channel were canceled. News leaked out that Vice ponied up $1.8 million to settle a pay disparity class action lawsuit filed by female employees, and Smith was replaced as CEO by A&E boss Nancy Dubuck. Dubuck. Under Dubuck, there has been several rounds of reorganizations across the uh, company, which has not only helped cold costs but also grow revenue. The Wall Street sounds like she actually kind of went in there with a with a financial nine. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reported last year that Vice has estimated it will hit one billion in revenue by the end of 2023. Well, why would a company that's going to hit a billion in revenue this year, Chad, file for pay? I don't get it. They're making so much money. It's as though they never took accounting 101. Right. Or did a personal budget. Yeah. Uh, the CEO left the company this year after helping clean up its toxic workplace culture. Mm-hmm. Last week, the company said it was closing Vice World News, a global reporting initiative that covered world conflict and human rights abuses, which the news outlets was known for under Smith. All right, so that's one. What do you remember Vice for? Vice, I mean, is Vice the one that used to do those like the clickbaity type things? Is is that what that was? I never really paid attention to that stuff. Yep, yep, it's a tabloid. And so I didn't know it went back to 1994. But if you're doing clickbaity titles on the internet like oh my god 14 things you'll never believe what happens next i don't believe that's very especially in the 2020s a insightful or unique strategy no Uh, especially when all bloggers and youtubers use it as well so all right i'm going i'm going somewhere with this all right so uh you you got vice who's their their twin sister in this world uh would this be buzzfeed buzzfeed yeah just as bad Yeah, USA Today, BuzzFeed News is shutting down, CEO says, as company cuts 15% of workforce. I'm kind of confused. If they're shutting down, what percent of their workforce should they cut? All of them. (laughs) Right. The the title's a little confusing. BuzzFeed News, which won a Pulitzer Prize less than two years ago. Okay, there there you'd ever... Does the Oscars mean anything? No. Does the Nobel Peace Prize mean anything? No. Does the Pulitzer Prize mean anything? No. No. There you guys go. Uh, is shutting down. BuzzFeed Chief Executive Jonah Peretti announced on announced the shutdown Thursday morning in a memo to employees as the media company plans to cut t- uh, 15% of its workforce. While layoffs are occur- occurring across nearly every division, we've determined that the company can no longer c- continue to fund BuzzFeed News as a standalone organization, Peretti said in a memo shared with USA Today. We faced more challenges than I can count in the past few years. Peretti continued dealing with all these obstacles at once as part of why we've needed to make the difficult decision to eliminate more jobs and reduce spending. It's closed. I don't get this reduce. Like it ends. Um, <clears throat> we could pay you until this day. We got to shut it down. I don't know what this reduce thing is. Uh, BuzzFeed's business content tech and administration teams are also part of the cut. Why is BuzzFeed shutting down? Peretti listed the following challenges that played a role in BuzzFeed News shutting down. COVID-19, pandemic, tech recession, tough economy, declining stock market. Do Does a tech recession, tough economy, declining stock market 
have anything to do and and I guess I would throw in the pandemic there would that should that have any effect on a tabloid website no I mean isn't that like me saying you know well I'm gonna have to shut down my business uh you know the stock market's been going down so I just don't know how I'm gonna be able to make it work do you know how this show goofy as it is good morning corona chan came into existence uh you were looking for something to do during the pandemic I was bored I woke up <laughs> like every I morning like, hey Listen, do you know what happened to all the super chats and the viewership when the pandemic happened? Uh, it must have shot through the roof because people were getting free free money and they had time, right? They, so it was how it's like getting a headwind, like you're on you're in a plane, you get a headwind of hundred miles an hour, and your your flight is delayed. Like it's like or not a headwind, a tailwind. It's like this doesn't make any sense. It should help you. Uh, decelerating digital advertising market that I believe ongoing audience and platform shifts, the integration of Buzzfeed and complex. I could have managed these changes better as the CEO of this company and our leadership team could have performed better. Despite these circumstances, Peretti said, I made the decision to overinvest in Buzzfeed news because I love your work and mission. So much. what is, what is Buzzfeed <sighs> news mission and work chat? What do you imagine it is? Uh, just to get people to click on their stupid articles that are full of gossip and um, yeah. And you love filth. Filth. Yeah. I love Can it. you personally, no, no personally, like, could you Chad Elkins love tabloid filth, slandering yellow journalism? No, but I did date Cuddlebooks once. So I'm capable okay. of loving some things that you shouldn't love. So. Right. Right. But I'm, I question, I know he's doing PR stuff, but I question if he actually was like, man, I love yellow and brown journalism. I love just wasting people's times. I'm like, yeah, buddy, you got some moral issues there. You got some moral issues. It's disgusting. It is. Uh, this may be slow to accept that the big platforms wouldn't provide the distribution or financial support required to support premium free journalism. Because, oh. Chad, you know what I need more of? We need more free journalism. We need more independent journalists. We need more <laughs> journals out there. I especially like the type who work for free for the Huffington Post just to tell me their opinions, right? Well, they do it for followers, and then you see they have about 112 followers oh, on Twitter. We're going to get to that. We're gonna oh. get to that. <laughs> Known for writing stories aiming at younger audiences, the outlet had won several awards in recent years, most notably a Pulitzer Prize for international reporting in 2021 which focused on the Chinese internment camps and the mass detention of Muslims. All right. That might've actually been a little bit of real journalism. You guys did uh, in December, Buzzfeed cut 12% of its workforce variety reported, which came after Buzzfeed news was cut by 1.7. Am I confused? Is there a larger parent corporation to this? So that's what I was wondering when they kept saying, like they're not getting rid of everybody. They're just, I don't know, reshuffling or something. I think somebody owns Vice. Or well, this is Buzzfeed. Now. Buzzfeed. All right, here, yeah. maybe maybe there's a little bit more information. Peretti said Huffington Post, which was acquired by BuzzFeed in 2020, and BuzzFeed.com signaled they will open a number of select roles for BuzzFeed news staffers laid off. So there's a parent company still remaining? There has to be, the way this article's sounding. Is it surprising to you that a journalist at USA Today didn't give us this clear information? 
See, why would I want to know the facts when I can just listen to their rampant <laughs> speculation about something I don't care about? Uh, these roles will be aligned with those divisions' business goals and match the strengths and skills of many BuzzFeed news editors and reporters, Peretti said. Moving forward, we'll have the single news brand in Huffington Post, which is profitable with the loyal – well, they don't pay their journalists. No wonder they're profitable with a loyal direct front page audience. So, okay, it sounds like BuzzFeed bought Huffington Post. Yeah. But Huffington Post makes the money, so the overall company is still solvent. It's just that BuzzFeed as a brand name will be eliminated. Yeah, that's what I'm reading here. So, yeah, BuzzFeed <laughs> owned itself. It's just now they're downsizing, I guess. Yeah, it's like you married a poor woman, and then you pissed away all your money, but she inherited billions of dollars from her passing away father and an inheritance. Now she's got the money, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Kind of like that. All right. Now, let me ask you something. <clears throat> You've been with me a long time. We've been friends for quite some time. What was probably the weirdest and most unique thing that has happened to me in my career that was also probably the single best thing to happen to me in my career? And notice I don't take this seriously as a career because journalism and podcasting and all this is not a career. Wow, this is a bit of a tough question because I – Hmm. I might need a hint just because. Okay, let's let's yeah. go back in Cappy history, okay? Okay. <clears throat> I would say ASO Consulting was a year old. I was yes. just starting to get into YouTube, and I was still most notably known for blogging. Yes. Wait, I think I know. I think I know uh, the answer. Did uh, you go viral when you were talking about that one movie? Um, what was, it, was it Mad, Mad Max? Max. Mad yeah, Max. you wrote an article like making fun of the whole roundhouse kicking. Not, not even that. Not even that. <clears throat> it's available if you guys want to read it. All they were talking about how it they brought in a feminist to direct it. Yeah. And it's going to be feminine, female, this and female. I said, I simply wrote an article saying, I'm not going to watch it because it's feminist. <laughs> yeah. Now I've written way more controversial stuff. I've been way more uh biting in my writing and, and insulting to people. For whatever reason, this one took off like a shot. And in one week, I got a 20% bump in my lifetime subscribers, which was great. It just, boop. <clears throat> who do you think wrote articles? about? Now, everyone wrote articles about me, but who do you think wrote articles about this, making fun of me and everything like that? I'm going to say, like, either Huffington Post or Jezebel or what are those horrible? There's well, they all, they, all, they all did. They all did. Yeah. Boldy, I think it's... No, Condi Nast owns a lot of those publications, mm. um, a lot of those. But the two companies that just went bankrupt or ending or whatever, they predictably wrote articles about me. Oh, they did? Right. Now, I understand that's the business model. And I understand that that's all. Oh, I was the hot topic for a day. I mean, I made the front page in some freaking Swedish newspaper. Like, like, how boring of a day was it in Sweden that I made the front page about I'm not going to see a feminist movie? You picked up some Sven uh, fans, I'm sure. Oh, who knows? <laughs> you ever wonder what happened to the people who wrote those articles about me eight years ago? Well, I'm sure that they found themselves uh, employer challenged at various times. Did well, you go back go, and look? I went back and I looked because <laughs> oh. I want. I remember all these like smirky, smarmy 
you know, smug millennial 20 something journos like With doing their, their problem thing. glasses. With, you know? Oh yeah. It's just, <laughs> and so I, I went back, I said, okay, well let me see if Buzzfeed and um, <clears throat> vice wrote uh, about me. And sure enough, here it is. This is from Buzzfeed. This was written by a Lori Penny, Lori uh, Penny. in 2015. That name Madden. sounds familiar. Why? Does it sound familiar? She, she's actually okay. Lori Penny is somebody I've read about before. She she basically made a career. If it's the same one I'm thinking of, she's British, and she mm -hmm. made a career of basically writing stupid articles like that. Is that define career? Well, no, I define, I, okay, that's I define career it. as like it generates enough income and generally produces something of value to society. But that's just me. She created some okay niche, but that doesn't mean it was a. a profitable niche she created i'll be honest niche. shit i'm surprised you even heard of this person so here she is uh mad max is a feminist playbook for surviving dystopia uh she oh she on. went after rouge let me just interrupt. she went after oh, she went after one Rouge. Time. that's okay. how i remember her yeah. okay well she went after rouge and rouge is actually way more successful yeah. so you could go through and and read this but then i go and you look up let me get her name <clears throat> You know, I'm I'm evil incarnate. She she doesn't have a page at BuzzFeed anymore. Uh, where'd it go? Hang on. What was it? Lori Penny? Lori Penny, yeah. Let me Lori see if I can find Penny. her. I gotta I gotta look it up here. <clears throat> okay. She has a Wikipedia entry. You ready? Ready. Ready. Lori Penny. British journalist and writer. Penny has written articles and publications yep. for. Are you ready for these? For these high-quality publications? <laughs> I cannot wait. The Guardian, The New York Times, and Salon. Penny is a contributing editor at The New Statesman and author of several books on feminism. Okay. I'm going to save the audience some time. I looked them up. Guess what? They are not in existence anymore, hopefully. No, they are in called? existence. They are nowhere yeah. near as ranked as – like my worst-ranked book does better than hers. Chad, <laughs> did I set out to become an author in my life? No. Do I have the benefit of having a multi-billion dollar media empire behind me? No. <clears throat> Do I have the benefit of multi-billion multi -billion dollar platform behind me? No, and you're also not McKinsey or uh, PwC, you know, those guys, Booz Allen Hamilton. Right, right, right. D did I aim to become an author at any point? I, mean, I, I don't think books. you did. Did I major in English literature? <laughs> Thankfully not. No. Let's continue, shall we? Yes. Oh, but I'm just saying, she's got a couple books out. They're they're not doing well. Now, if I had written, I think she's written three or four books. That takes a lot of effort and work. And man, if I was in the industry, I'm trying to think what this would be like banking. It'd be like oh if you worked as an accountant, which you do, and 85% of your tax filings you've done on the behalf of your clients got kicked back by the IRS or rejected. Is that possible? Like where they say this is wrong or something? Uh, I mean, look, you could say that they got audited or they got notices. Like all the tax returns I did, eventually they got notices saying something was wrong uh, in right. this example. Yeah. Right. Okay. Or it would be like me being a credit analyst and instead of having damn near a hundred percent record, I'm projecting whether or not loans would be paid back or not, maybe even a hundred percent. Like I say, yeah, make all these loans and 85% of them end up going into delinquency or default, right? I would have I would have been a failure, right? Yes. Okay. Well, she ain't a successful author. Um, you guys could look it up. 
I can't uh, wait. You, you got to read her personal life, man, because I'm on the Wikipedia. I, I am. I'm going through it right now. Oh my <laughs> god! This is just. <laughs> um, Penny, ba 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 ba. The author of several books on feminism, which is just everybody's favorite topic. Yeah, and they have also written they they. Did you catch that, Chad? They. And they have also written for American television shows, including See, that was The below. Haunting. <laughs> yeah. The Haunting by Bly Manor. Have you heard of that show? I have not. Have you heard of The Nevers? I haven't. Neither have I. I don't know any of these. But I could. I see a picture of one person. It looks like a female. <laughs> Does it? There, this, this must be a typo where it says they, right? It's got to be a typo, right? Uh, you know, when you get to the bottom, you'll understand. <laughs> Early life and education, born in London to lawyers, different descent, grew up here. Uh, Penny suffered from anorexia as a teenager and was hospitalized with a condition age 17. Do I begrudge people who are suffering from mental conditions to the point they go to a hospital? I, I, I don't think you do. No, I do that not. That means they're legit. They're legit, right. No, I, yeah. I don't wish that upon someone. Do I want to take any advice with someone with that in their background? God, no. No. They recovered from the illness and wrote about the experience from a feminist perspective in their book. Chad, do I want to read a book written by a 17-year-old child? From a feminist perspective? I'll bet you you'd be all ears on that one. (laughs) That's Bill, libertarian 17-year-old kid. Do I want to read a book by a 17-year-old kid? No, but I appreciate the feminist take on somebody who shouldn't be giving any advice about anything whatsoever. Okay. Let me ask you. All right. London. Where's London located? London is in the United Kingdom. And what subpart of the United Kingdom is it in? It is in England. What language came out of England? <laughs> I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> she English, even though she probably made studied English, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's right there. All right. Born in England. Where English is in the main town. You know, London is the, the most English of towns. Penny attended the independent school at Bright College before studying English at Wayneham College. Chad, did I study English? We didn't study English. No. Why are my books more successful? Because they actually have information about something interesting, real life, you know, not English. It's... I You just say, I don't write shit books. How's yeah, that? He, Is yeah. That... <laughs> Career. You ready? Right? Here we go. Oh, Career. Penny's blog, Penny Red, was launched in 2007, was shortlisted on the Orwell Prize for blogging in 2010. Chad, have you heard of the Orwell Prize? I have never heard of it, but man. Does it matter now that the Pulitzer doesn't mean check F all shit? No, but what a name, huh? Orwell Orwell. Prize. Oh, man. Uh, Penny went on to become a columnist at The Independent in 2012. I believe that's a, a, a British tabloid. It is. And then a columnist and contributing editor for the New Statesman. They are regular contributor to The Guardian, uh, which is ranked leftists, not yes. journalism. Yes. In April 2011, they presented the Channel 4 Dang. Dispatches programmy, cashing in on degrees. Oh. And also appeared on Channel 4 Satirical Current Affairs program, 10 o'clock live. Ooh. And on BBC's two news site. <clears throat> I dig it. That cashing in on degrees is like dangerously close to like your area. <laughs> yeah, but how much you want to bet? Oh, I need more. I need my doctorate in English. I don't speak it good enough. Oh. In 2012, let me ask you something, Chad. If we were to go through 
like if I obviously she's writing her own Wikipedia page. And I don't know if you've know this about journals and the Wikipedia pages. They list every little thing as an accomplishment because they don't have any big ones. Right. Right. Like if you go to you go to their LinkedIn pages, it's like, dude, I would have skipped over that. Like that's not really yeah, you get the bullet points. I would say, okay, banker from these years to these years, analyst and economist from these years to these years. Um, <clears throat> ballroom dance instruction on the side, degree. These are the years I attended. I think that'd be about it. If I have a Wikipedia, I was a wrote these books, link, runs asshole consulting, link, uh, host of these two podcasts on his YouTube YouTube channel here, link, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, bobbity, 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 boo, right? Would I say on October 24th, 1996, broke the record for fastest response times at the University of Minnesota Police Department Security Services Division? I I would think that you talk we talked about this on my show. You haven't had to update your resume in like what 15 years or something. Yeah, it's coming up on that 12, 15 <laughs> years. Yeah. I'm not going to either. I, There's I no need. Won't. Do you do you put the fact like she had like one time appearances on these different shows? Do you put every time you were on like the CBS News Good Morning no. show? <laughs> and I've been on all of them in the last like five years. I've been on ev- all of these local channels because they just want to talk to a tax person during tax season. All I do is mention it here and maybe on social media. Right. You don't put it on your resume, right? No, it's not on my website. It's not on my re- I mean, I don't even have a resume. Is that a great accomplishment to you that you no. made it on a show one time? No, they were just too lazy. to. F- Everybody said no, but they found someone who was like, yeah, I'll give you a few minutes. And only because one of them was a client of mine, someone who they- worked there. In 2012, Tatler Magazine. Do you know Tatler Magazine? Never heard of it. I have not heard of one thing except for The Independent and and The Guardian. Described Penny as one of the top 100 people who matter. Oh, shit, Chad. Oh, who matter, huh? Matter. (laughs) This is what you have to do to matter, apparently. Trophy, participation trophy, much the 100 people who matter. Oh, God. Did I tell you I was in a competition of like, what was it? It was a vodka bottle, a vodka like Smirnoff or something. They had a a good man is hard to find competition. It was kind of like a Mr. Minneapolis. Yeah. And I entered the competition. I made it to the next round, which I thought was kind of impressive. Um, Have I ever told you about that or put that on my resume? No. No. I think it's the first time I mentioned that. Uh, in October 2012, the Daily Telegraph ranked Penny as the 55th most influential wef- left winger. Left winger. <laughs> left winger. Okay, you're the 55th most influential oh, left God. winger. Um, <laughs> describing them as, without doubt, the loudest and most controversial female voice on the radical left. Oh. And the Knowledge Networking Company Editorial Intelligence awarded Penny its Twitter Public Personality Award. Oh, Personality Award. Yeah, this is somebody I want to be spending a lot of time hanging out with. In 2015. And notice this is 2015 is like the last career entry. That's what it looks like. Eight years ago. Yeah. That's just a long time ago. Uh, 2015 was a Neiman Fellow at Harvard. Okay, good for you. Several Penny's articles have provoked criticism, including a 2014 article from the New Statement that argued short hair on women was a political statement, and a 2015 article defending vandalism on the monument to the women of World War II. Like, this is just just a despicable person on top of it. This is... (sighs) But it's a pretty dumb person, too, where it's like, 
I, Chad, if I'm going to write an article, I, I did, by the way, for those of you who were blogger readers, I did post an article last week on how to make education free. And, and not only that, but how to view it, it should be a right. And I came up with a philosophical way. Now, that's a little weighty, right? Making education a right, free education yeah. a right. Yeah. And I came up with a way, and I'm a libertarian, so it's not going to cost any more money, but I figured out a way to do it. Would that pique your interest or be of interest to you? Yeah, I keep forgetting to go to your blog because I forgot that you still write there, to be honest. I, I don't. I, this is the first article I've written in a year. My, my point is I wrote about something <clears throat> that is weighty, important. And if implemented, would save society trillions of dollars, by my estimation, make make life better for everyone. She put in her Wikipedia entry that she wrote a controversial article about whether or not short hair on women have a has a political meaning. This is about as important as to whether or not your sports ball team wins the doodad trophy or not, as far as I'm concerned. It's... I, I don't understand why she even has a, a Wikipedia entry. Like, I thought you had to sort of be a, approved somehow. I guarantee you she has a connection, like someone's a moderator, do, 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 do. Like, if you go to any journalist or someone who's on social media, that's they have – it's indulgent. It's way too long. Um it's it's belabored and this is just them break like oh yeah i got a wikipedia i won i won the orwell award yay that's uh, <clears throat> publications uh penny is the author of seven books including bitch doctrine unspeakable <laughs> things and everything belongs to the future penny's book penny read notes of the new age of descent was shortlisted for the first, are you ready for this award? You, you've heard of this award, I'm Chad. reading along, yep. The Bread and Roses Award <laughs> for and Radical. Rose. It's not just she won the award. They had to subcategorize it into Radical Publishing in 2012. Their seventh book, Bitch Doctrine, Essays for Dissenting Adults, was long listed for the 2018 Orwell Prize. We're back to the <clears throat> Orwell Prize. Penny was also has also written for streaming TV, contributing to episodes of the Netflix show Haunting by of Bly Manor and HBO's The Nevers and acted as a story editor on Carnival Row. Haven't heard of any of them. All right, here we go. Only because it's it's on Wikipedia here. It's public information. Penny came out as genderqueer, pansexual and polyamorous in 2015. Do I care? No. Do, do I think anything less of her? I don't think it matters either way. It, it doesn't matter. No. Yeah. Uh, in 2020, Penny stated a preference for the pronouns they, them. Did you, you run go. out of stuff to do, Penny? What? There you go. Was it a boring five years? They also use no. she. Huh. You cut out there for a second. Oh, I'm here. You, okay. Yeah. Uh, they also use she, her pronouns, although they consider them to be Less accurate. Uh, in 2020, Penn married in Los Angeles, California. Penny has stated that they have post-traumatic stress disorder and autism. Autism, yes. I, I, there where there's where I question it. Where it's like you better be legit, like because there are people who suffer from PTSD and autism. Yes. And I'm wondering if you're just a bored little girl who's got nothing else going on. That was what I was afraid of. That's why I was like, read the personal life and see if this I, helps explain it. Or all, all I want to go here. Here's here's why I wanted to go through this. Who won? 
Not that there was a competition, but who's winning? Not her. Or not sorry, her. them, not not they or whatever. <laughs> all right, all right. And I remember everyone like, oh my God, are you all right? Oh my god, are you all right? I'm like, look, it's the tabloids. These are nobodies. Right. And have you seen the meme where there's one person standing in front of like literally thousands as a black and white drawing, people are just drawn as very kind of simple figures, and the one person is saying, You're all wrong. Yes, I've seen that. <clears throat> that that's what that was. And if there's one thing I could kind of convey to to my audience from an intellectual standpoint is especially nowadays, like, look, look at these people. Look at now. This is one example. And we're going to go through another. I'm not going to go through all of them because Lord knows how many idiots wrote articles about me. But for a fun experiment, go look up Aaron Clary Mad Max. See who wrote the article and look them up now because it's been eight years. But these people, well, I wouldn't say they're even sane. But they don't matter. These are not stable, intellectually honest people. Chad, how many people do you think actually read my article that I wrote about Mad Max? I'm going to say very few because they probably just saw the headline and they're like, oh, crazy guy. But that's that's the business model of all these fake media establishments, some of which were actually like legit mainstream media establishments that went out there. So BuzzFeed and Vice are just muckrakers. That's all they are. Right. It's just clickbait, shock and all that. But it goes to the mainstream media as well. It does. Yeah. And I just like, who who do you want? Look, you may not agree with me politically, but go through, look through my track record. Oh, <clears throat> hang on. Um, oh, it's not there. I can't find her. I don't think she's on Twitter. Um, but if we wanted to do like who's got the bigger dick, I do. <laughs> In her own field that I never aimed for. And I'm, I will point out one other thing. Like, if you are within the industry with all that support and infrastructural support and access to these platforms, the only way you are not as successful is because you don't work as hard. That's it. And this is a freaking hobby for me. This is a freaking hobby. <clears throat> so that, that was her. Um, let's go to the BuzzFeed one. Oh, no, that's the article USA Today. Uh, no, where'd it go? Oh, darn it. I missed the, hang on. Let me tell you. We were reading. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Okay. Aaron Clary Vice. I could search it. It's very easy. So here's Vice. This is 2015. And the guy who wrote this was Drew Millard. Drew Millard. Um, let me see. Nope. That's not what I wanted to click on here. How many subscribers do I got on Twitter, Chad? Uh, oh, I don't know. Let me check. Take a look. I'll Let's wait. See. Let me guess before I look. Tall and tan. Are and you up to five figures on this? Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, probably. The girl from Impanima goes walk. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're about that. You're almost at 22,000. 22,000. Now, yeah. Chad, did I study journalism? <laughs> no. Did I go into the world to be a journalist? No. If I spent 20 years of journalism and some rando banking idiot economist guy had more subscribers than me, would I be pissed that some I, nobody who, who didn't aim to be a journalist is beating me at being a journalist? I think they would feel like kind of like they're losers, but they probably feel like that a lot anyway. All right. Drew Miller, 13,006. So a little bit more okay. than half. Okay. All right, but st- it's like, 
Words in the Atlantic pitchfork. Gawker is Gawker still a thing? I thought Gawker's dead. Didn't they <laughs> die? Hang on, Gawker. <laughs> Gawker's not around anymore. Is because Gawker... Hulk Hogan um, sued them. Oh, that's they had... right. That's like that, a third one. That was yeah. Gawker, right? Um, <laughs> he still has it on his resume. Gawker. Yeah, you can't. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's, so... it, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Uh, he has a book, How Golf Can Save Your Life. How oh, many reviews? How many reviews? Hang on. I don't let me click on it. You like golf? Maybe it'll save your life. <laughs> Kindle and hardcover. Now let me scroll down. Let me look at the rank. Okay. <clears throat> I do have a rank. Now, in fairness to him, this was launched. Wait a minute. It launches tomorrow. I take that back. It launches tomorrow. That's very interesting timing. All right. Mm -hmm. Do you think this is going to outsell my books? Uh, how golf can save your life. He has less followers than you. I've never heard of him. I don't think so. I don't okay, do well, you think? Well, Chad, let me let's go through his LinkedIn profile, shall we? Well, why not? <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. Uh, you know, this uh Peter Jennings juggernaut of a journalist over here. Drew Miller, writer and editor of Philadelphia, has a thousand followers on LinkedIn. I don't know how many followers I got on LinkedIn. Drew, Drew Millard, right? M I L, -L. Millard, Millard. Uh, he is a freelance writer and editor. Self employed. Oh, yeah. oh well, wow. he's one of us. For the past three years and two months, I'm currently working writing a book about golf for Abrams Press. In the past few months, I have written for The Nation, Vice, and GQ. Ooh. So Vice is gone. The nation, that's just rank Marx's slop. GQ, that, that has nothing to do with men anymore. No. If you'd like to work with me, please contact me. And there's his email. He went to UNC. It's one of my undergrads, academic okay. rivals. All right. Uh, editor, Friends with Benefits. He was oh. the editor there for one year and three months. I don't know what Friends with Benefits is. Me neither, except a terrible movie I was forced to watch once. Member of an editorial team advancing conversations about Web3 art and culture. You know, we don't have enough websites and web magazines talking about pop culture. No. We need what's... another one. Hang on. Let me take a look at Friends with Benefits. Website. <laughs> Friends with Benefits. Oh, that's a dating site. Friends with Benefits. He was uh, part-time there up until last month. Maybe that yeah. ceased to exist, too. How bad is it if I look up Friends with Benefits, I don't find this website? That's pretty bad. Okay, Indie Weekly, contributing editor. He was there for six months. Also, Raleigh Durham. Man. The Outline, two years. Features editor, contributing editor, weekend editor. Associate editor, features editor. BA in communications, creative writing. <clears throat> Now, with that, with that fine LinkedIn profile, what do you think is going to happen to the sales? Uh, the sales. I think that uh, you're going to win if it's a Maybe. contest between the two of you. There's, there's always a chance he could do well. He could do very well. Uh, but uh, I'm going to guess he's. It has like a rank already, so I don't know if people are already pre-ordering. But with pre-orders, he's at 289,000th place. That seems like. I don't know. Does that seem like there's a thumb on the scale there? Some that doesn't seem right. No, I. Well, I'll be perfectly honest about all these journals. I, I don't think their higher ups or working in journalism gives them the advantage they think it does. 
Uh, I think they there's so many of them, and so many of them write books or write blog posts that that's why Huffington Post can get away with not paying these people. And so when they they might have they might work in the publishing industry, but Simon and Schuster isn't going to pick these people up. Right. And and so when I look at the Amazon sales rank, even if it's bef- I don't know much about pre-sales, 289, that's not that good. Mm-mm. Like that's that's obviously self-published, which I'm sympathetic with because I'm self-published. <clears throat> but if that translates into his real sales starting tomorrow, like if he's at 289,000th place and that's the day he launched, that's horrible. That's bad. I don't that really is, know how it works. That is bad. Well, like, yeah. you know, I helped edit uh Myron's book. Like within a week, he went to number 10 on all of Amazon's list. Wow. All. Yeah. He went to number one on feminist dating, psychology, you know, the subcategories, but on all books, he went to number 10. Now he has a million plus subscribers. If I come out with a new book, usually I'm in between one and two thousandth place at peak Mm -hmm. as all the people in this guy is 289,000th. Okay, so that's a bad start. Right. And do you want to read a book about how golf saved this guy's life? Not really. Like, why should I care about this guy? You know, he's not known. Let me see how many pages it is. Let me see. I have more LinkedIn followers than him. (laughs) Jeez. 240 pages. All right, that's a that's a serious book. All right, I'll 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 tip my hat to that. So it's a real book. It's yeah, it's he didn't he put some effort into it. Absolutely. He wrote a real book. It's not like, a, you know, a 30 page essay or something like that. Um, so I'm sure he put his effort into it. But I, I don't know. A serious question. Why did why did he need golf to save his life? Was things not going well? I that's about the only compelling reason I can think to possibly just read about the book on Amazon, not buy it. Just read. I thought <laughs> I thought they knew everything Eight years ago. I thought they knew everything and they were the, the, our, our moral authority, our arbiters of, of thought and, and, and ethics. Um, I don't know. You want to, should we try another one here? Who else we got? Well, all I have to do is type in, uh, Aaron Clary, Mad Max, and we'll pull up another GQ. You want to do GQ? Let's do GQ. Are you even on LinkedIn? Just out of curiosity. I am. Do you want to look and see how many people I got subscribing to? I don't really pay attention to it. Let's Luke, see. Luke Darby, Luke, Luke Darby, Darby. Well, yeah, and here. he was back. writing for GQ until 2021. Let's take a look at Luke Darby. Luke. I'm not saying that. Like, it, I'm thinking one of them has got to be successful. Like, there had there are successful people. I'm wondering how much of it is kind of like lawyers, where it's like, or better yet, how much you want to bet the income distribution on journalists is almost the same as OnlyFans girls where it's like only the top 5% make like 98% of the money and it just drops like a like a rock that wouldn't uh, surprise me at all it's the same with actors and actresses who I got I don't have them as clients anymore but I noticed that with them really it's haves and haves nots all right Luke Darby bio latest news Uh, he resides in Cleveland and that's not that, that, that doesn't um Luke Darby, Luke Darby, The New Yorker, Wired, uh, Instagram. I, this could be a different Luke Darby. I don't know. <clears throat> kind of looks like a journalist. I've got style. I've got flair. I was there. That's how I became. 
Are you on his website? I found his I'm, website. I'm just trying to find some kind of social oh. media. Again, not that social media is the end-all, be-all. I just like pointing out that for, for younger people listening, you think you're going to become some kind of journalist, and you're going to, like, write, sh you know, basically shit and filth, and, oh, my God, OMG drama and all that. You're, you're just – it's not a paying field. Mm-mm. And here's, you know, these people obviously disagreed with me. And, oh, my God, look at this idiot, uh, Luke Darby. Here's the oh, muck rack. Yeah, oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a sensitive guy. He's in touch with his feelings, ladies. Um, <clears throat> Luke Darby. His website. Let me go. Maybe his website. Is it LukeDarby.com? Okay. Now, maybe we could find links to Twitter, right? If you had a website, Chad... You would link to, to things. And, and I do. And I've already done this work for you. You click on his bio. It's a dead link. And then there was a link to his Twitter. You click on that. And then it says this account doesn't exist. Well, so, here, here we are. Um, he's a hiker. There's a picture of him hiking. So oh, we on have his that. website. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, let's go to Twitter. That, the Luke link Darby. didn't work when I tried it. This account doesn't exist. Yeah. What do you think happened there? I think he's just a regular lazy. Why do you major in journalism, Chad? Because he didn't want to work hard. You didn't want to work, but you want to be brave and amazing and tell people what to think at 17 years old when you declare your major. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we can't find Luke. Uh, you want to do another one? Yeah. Let's. Uh, this is kind of fun. <laughs> this reminds me. Um, so me and the great one, when <laughs> I'd go visit him in Fort Collins, he had all these paper clippings from the Colorado, I believe it was called. And that was the Fort Collins College newspaper. And <laughs> it was very interesting by kind of by accident what he did, but he lived in that place for almost 20 years. So he had all these old articles, newspaper clippings and articles he had. I said, let's go to the bottom of the pile. And we started pulling out all these articles from 10, 15 years ago, written by Jessica Jones and, and Jason Johnson and all that. And you look these people up. Oh my God, Chad, you can't even find them, man. But it's kind of the same thing. Just a bunch of miserable, pissed off leftists who are poor and don't have no money. And if, I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily call them failures. I mean, failures in life in one regard. But if your goal is just to, I don't know, slow down the economy and bring about socialism, even that you're kind of failing at. And I, I just kind of like, what what was the whole point and purpose in this? Life? Like, and, and generally, obviously, for my personal interest, like, see? You gonna listen to these people? You know, I, you, you, look, just look at these people. They can't manage life. They can't. You know, and they, they were given platforms in the past, and especially now with all those prizes and awards mentioned, none of that means anything now. Mm -mm. So for all you younger people, and so well, I have these degrees and these awards. Like it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Uh, Aaron Clary, what was the name? Mad Max. Mad Max was the name of the okay. Vice, the Daily Mail. You want to do the Daily Mail? Yeah, the Daily Mail. Daily Mail, Claire Charlene. Sorry, sorry, Char Charlene Adams. I mean, you always click on their Charlene. link, it just shows all the it just shows all their articles they've written. Last article she wrote was in 2015 as well. Let's look oh up Charlene gosh. Adams. Charlene Adams, I'm not. It could anything. be a very common. It is. It's a little too common. Yeah, Charlene Adams. Let's type in journalist. Muckrack, Charlene Adams. <clears throat> oh, uh, three years ago, I got a LinkedIn. 
For Charlene Adams? Sir Charlene Adams. Let's see. I'm on LinkedIn. Charlene. Oh, this is a store manager. I don't think this is her. Oh, wait. Uh, Maybe she, that's what she does now. No. Um, no, because I don't want to besmirch someone that isn't actually Charlene. I think this is just a Charlene Adams who recently got into writing. I don't think she is the – and this one's in the United States. <clears throat> Charlene Adams. This one might be too common. I'm not coming up with anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me type Daily Mail. What shocks me is like how is like after 2015, everyone kind of seemed to stop writing. Yeah. <clears throat> Char Adams. Char Adams, Brooklyn, New York. New York Times, New Republic. Uh, doesn't list Daily Mail. No. So another reporter that I don't believe is. All right. Yeah, you're right. It's too common a name. Right, it is. Yeah, time. I'm not finding anything either. Yeah, that Char Char Adams looks like she's a legit gal. Like she's got a show and all that. Uh, <clears throat> Mad Max, that's the name of the show, Aaron. Uh, okay, Guardian. Jason Wilson. <laughs> Jason what? Jason Wilson. Jason Wilson. Uh, just just go to the Guardian. Jason Wilson. <laughs> Jason Wilson. Guardian. Let's see. And, uh, he's, oh, it's from Portland. Ugh. Okay, he's he's been writing since 2022, so it's not that investigative journalism. Okay, Jason Wilson. Oh boy, that's a pretty common name. Journalist. Just look for the one based in Portland, and you can tell <clears throat> yeah, he's no, based there. The Guardian, Bellingcat, investigative journalist. Jason Wilson, journalist, Pacific Northwest. All right, uh, Twitter. Okay, he actually has some followers. He's got 34,000. Oh, okay. All okay. right. Yeah. He's so he legit. might actually have, yeah. Well, I don't know if he's legit, but it, okay. We've looked through what four. Yeah. And there's More one guy, that. one guy who, and he now also he stuck to it. He wrote for the guarding up until 2022. So he seems to have like a work ethic and kind of a discipline. His last article appears to be in March. Yep. At least where I see here. Okay. All right. So yeah. there's there's a guy who kind of made it. Hmm? All right. One more. If he's stuck living in Portland. <laughs> well. All right. Let's get a. Let's do CNN, right? CNN. No, I'm serious. Like CNN. Like if you're writing for CNN, you better be somewhere. Right? Yeah. Okay. Let's do CNN. CNN. Laura O'Neill. Hollywood, Lorena O'Neill. All right. CNN. Uh, journalist. So Laura just to be clear, the, yeah. these are the people that like were slamming you on various platforms or was it the, these ones? Right. Were looking, yeah. All, okay. all I was, all I was doing is going back and searching my name, Mad Max. And it, Pulls up all the articles right off the bat, pages of it. I mean, we could go look up Swedish newspapers if you'd like. Mm. All I want to know is what these know-it-alls, where are they now? That's what <laughs> I want to know. And half their companies are bankrupt. And especially if, like, okay, you're journalists, you should be better at it than me. Um, okay, Lorena O'Neill, writer, journalist, photojournalist. Netflix, global. Is she on CNN at all? 
See, I don't want to. Oh, wait, she wrote for the Hollywood Reporter. Oh, Hollywood one of those. Me? Oh, here it is. Hollywood Reporter. All right. So let's go through this. Reporter, photojournalist, eight years, 10 months. Freelance work in the Atlantic, Esquire, NPR, Los Angeles Times, Jezebel, Highwood Reporter, USA Today, CNN, Billboard. All right. So she she's still working. Uh, Netflix. Jezebel. But is that even a thing anymore? I don't even know if it's still around. Okay. Netflix, six years, three months. Uh, up until August of 2022. What does that tell you about her self-employment stuff, Chad? Well, August of 2022. So is she just now becoming self-employed or maybe never was? Well, maybe she finally two years ago made enough money to be self-employed. Mm, about time. <laughs> uh, drove Marcus Strategy, Global Product Writer, EMEA and LATM. Product, what's a LATM specialist? Bilingual product writer, contributing editor, Hollywood reporter, OZ writer, editor, reporting fellow, ba 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 Pop Sugar, New York associate editor. Ooh, Pop Year Sugar. since here, freelance reporter, page six, uh, New York Post. Okay, Chad. United Bachelors of Arts in? Journalism or English? Poetry. English and Spanish literature. She double major. Span Don Quixote. <laughs> Okay, a master's degree in uh, journalism, poetry, journalism, journalism, because <laughs> it was it was it wasn't clear enough the first time around. Yeah, why do you need to get a master's in that? God. Okay, let me let's see once again. CNN, impressive resume, wrote for all these places, and a photographer and bilingual. I'm going to expect. I'm going to expect better than me. Uh, there she is. She looks to be about our age. Uh, God, you had some non-fans on Tumblr back then. I didn't even know if Tumblr was still around. Did I have non-fans? Wait, uh, like, Tumblr? Like Tumblr. A lot of people were going after you on Tumblr. I just typed in what you typed in, Mad Max Clary, and I keep getting these <laughs> Tumblr links. <laughs> Chad, okay, man. <laughs> she got her pronouns up. She worked at a lot of places. She oh, has yeah. a master's degree. She is about my age. Well, wait a minute. If I go LinkedIn, it should tell me the year she graduated. Say her name again. Hold on. <clears throat> Lorena O'Neill. Lorena O'Neill. Okay, she is only five years younger than me, so she's mid-40s. She's about my 44. age. She's about your age, okay? She's been in the business since the early 2000s. That's 20 years. How many Twitter followers you want to guess? Okay, she's been around, works with me. I'll give her, I'll say she's probably got about 10K. I'll be nice. What do you think, 10K? 2,600. Oh, I overestimated that one. Now, it could be she doesn't need it, right? She, she probably doesn't. She actually, I hate to admit this, but she actually has a nice photo on LinkedIn. She's like, she's I, not on a track. She's a pretty yeah, girl. I'm not. I'm not this has nothing to do with people's looks. Huh. Um, you know what? Let me look up Lorena O'Neill on Amazon. Maybe she's got some great books. She's down in New Orleans. I hey, have more followers a... than her too on on LinkedIn. Well, God, that's like the bottom of the barrel. You just it started is. this last year, and I don't have a resume. <laughs> You're an accountant. <laughs> with, with, I haven't updated that since 2015 of all years. You know, 2015. 
There's nothing else. That's it. That's it. Marie Claire. Yep. Yeah, that's is that even a thing anymore? No. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah, I think that back then, I mean, I'm sure it's like this now, but people are just picking up whatever whatever clickbaity headline and they all pile on without reading the article and then they try to get clicks. It's just would you say people are now more aware of that now that it's been introduced into so. the concept? Okay, I so, so then the then the BuzzFeed slop reporting had a limited shelf life. Yes, and that's why they're going out of business, among other okay. reasons, I'm sure. Well, I just wanted to point out all these fine men and women in the or they's in the <laughs> journal community journalism community. Congratulations, you guys are just kicking a lot of ass. God. Oh, that's got to be stressful. Like wondering where you're next. You know, can I talk about you like it when I talk about cuddlebooks for a little bit, right? I love it when I hear about other people's pain. Absolutely. Okay. Cuddlebooks was constantly trying to get her poetry published and articles published. And the thing is, she, she basically never succeeded. But the one time that she did manage to get something published, it was in like the so obscure. It was like the the Cincinnati city poetry, you know, just something. And I'm just thinking you're spending all these hours for something that doesn't pay you any money and that nobody cares about. I mean, it's just right. it blew my mind. What, what, what is Carl Wilkins? And I'm going to assume all four of these people have in common. Uh, wow. Uh, I was going to say mental illness, but there's probably no, a more obvious answer. No. Why, um, why are they not successful in their careers? Why is oh, anyone not successful in their career? Because they don't want to do hard work or just work in general. They want it to be easy and they're lazy. Lazy. I will say, you know what? Fuck it. I'll say it. Like she was lazy. Like Carlos yeah. was lazy. Yeah. She got a master's degree in what? Literature or Poetry. something? Poetry. Okay. Uh, did she work two jobs to pay rent ever? She worked like, a like job. Like our Latino friend that we know? Uh, no, oh gosh, she never did anything close to what our Latino friend did. I mean, maybe mm -hmm. a tenth of that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, who's graduating with his chemical engineering degree and is hopefully going to make you know seventy thousand a year, right? And who's still like what living off her parents, living off the husband, or something like that? Clary, you and I have already made more in two months than she's making <laughs> for the whole year. And remember, I still do her taxes. I find it hilarious. I find it hilarious. And I guess like as an offering, a peace offering to all the people we talked about today, how is that work avoidance strategy working for you guys? <laughs> like, I think they're all well under their thirties or forties. There's only one of them. The, the dude we talked about before who kind of has his, he seems to have a career, but How's that working, avoiding work? And how's that going? Like, oh, we're going to get the Wasco we Republican, conservative, libertarian. How's that going, man? Like, do you, have you brought about your socialist utopia? Did you stop? Did, did any of you read my article? I want to know about that. But what is it like to basically suck at what you aim to do your entire life? That's just got to suck, man. Even I knew when to quit banking. But, oh, my God. It, <clears throat> They're still going on. So. You know what gets me is that, you know, so I, I'd like begged you to come on here. Why? Because I'm bored. I've done all my work for the year. Like I'm not planning on doing my own stream for a little while. So I'm just like, I get it, man. It's a little bit hard to relax, but I can't imagine these people who can't even make a living having to sit around with all this like energy. It's just, I how would, do they do it? 
I also don't understand. I can understand why a 24 year old guy stays and plays video games and doesn't try and work because he's still young. He's been stuck in school that entire time. It's still new. It's easy. I get it. But after like even 10 years of that, you have to think like, man, I want to do something else in life. How, how interesting can video games be? How interesting can writing the same old slob? Oh my God. White male conservative Republicans in the Senate didn't give us more of other people's money. Oh my God. I mean, Oh my God, the sky is falling. You know how long they've been saying the global warming and like, yeah, we got it. What else is new? And just, yeah, you'd think that they would say, I want to do something different, but man, laziness is a powerful force. It really is. I mean, I just, every time I come across somebody like this, I simply cannot relate to them. Like I was out over the weekend and my buddy brought his new girlfriend. And the second I start talking to her and she's telling me what she does, like, oh, I make art and all this. And I'm just like. (laughs) And and this isn't an 18 year old young girl who's trying to figure somebody in their mid thirties. And so I told him, we'll call him James. I'm like, James, can I talk to you for a second? And I just gave it to him. I'm like, I dated a girl like this once, you know, cuddle Mm -hmm. books. Trust me, man, it ain't going to work out well. <laughs> no, it isn't. It isn't. But it's it's not. a. I just for the audience, because remember how I was dragged out in front of the court of public opinion? Yeah. I just want to shine a little light of public opinion <laughs> on these people now. Like, hey, how's it going, guys? You doing good? It'd be great because they don't remember who I am, right? Uh, probably they've, not. They've written thousands of articles in it, but it would be great to go up to like, you know, the hiking guy joining the hike, find out where he goes hiking. Oh, he's in this meetup group. Like. Oh yeah, no, I wrote this article. I wrote this article about Mad Max, and like, dude, everyone it went global. People like wrote article upon article, and like, I'm here now because of it. Because if it weren't for those people, I wouldn't have gotten anywhere near the traffic and all the subscribers that came after it. Like, totally launched me into the self, and now I get to like chill out and relax, and you know, and just he, he be the guy or the girl, and then just all right, see you later, buddy. So it was but, that that gave you that major bump. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, so long 20, ago. I had been writing what 11 years on my blog and you know, whatever. So that's a hundred percent the day before the, the week after I had 120%. They got me on the same amount of subscribers I'd get in two years in one week. Yeah. I just, you know, so I remember, you know, another thing I remember I had, guess who I had living with me when all this took place with, with you. It wasn't our dentist friend. I'd imagine. Oh, wait, it was 40. Yeah. You cut out, Chad. Forney. Yeah. You cut out. Say that again. Oh, no. Yeah, I, we're back now. I was just saying, yeah, it was while all this was going on, Forney and I were in my living room laughing about it because that was the couple month period where he was. <laughs> living. I, I had people. I had a friend he, at his at his office and some of the girls were talking. Oh, my God, I can't believe this article written <laughs> by this Aaron Clary guy. And he peeked up and he just shut up about it. And he was like, oh, I remember that. You know, I was like, so <laughs> it's like, where were you when JFK got shot? Yeah. That's, oh, well, you yeah. want to do some super chats here? Sure. I don't, uh, don't know where you left off. I got it. Is it here? Okay. Wholesome DJ Aftershock for $5. Hey, Chad, why couldn't Crappy hack it at being an accountant? Because very often he comes up short. He stayed low so Chad can fly high. Well, let me tell you something about uh, Clary. He's got an accountant in his life who ain't short and no. who is uh, pretty fly. Pretty, pretty long-legged, too. Ray John for $2.20 Canadian. Mad Chad or Vlad Elkums? Uh, Vlad Elkums. Real quick, Clary. 
I was thinking of changing my YouTube channel to Vlad Elkham CPA instead of Chad Elkham. No, you don't. Think? No, it's already there. The okay. people, you got your website, the algorithms, and yeah, no, Chad Elkins is fine. We just like calling you Vlad Elkams. Okay. Dr. Paradox for five bucks. Rich kids are a-holes. They don't know how to work hard, says two guys casting. Come on, you got to laugh at that. Ha. Huh. <laughs> yeah. It's how we got here. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've done lots of landscaping, collected many cans, patrolled many nights, worked many, many, you know, looked at many spreadsheets. I've, I've done my time. I did I a lot did of thankless grunt work, believe me. Why the math for $10? Sounds like corporate's goal is to bore you into giving them a pass. Get an IT career instead. Bore I don't get it. Giving them a pass. Probably some you were chatting about some earlier. Some talking about before, but yeah. thank you regardless, yeah. Ray John for 220 Canadian. How cringe or weird was my trolling? Well, you used to be kind of perverted, Ray John, but you've toned that down a little bit. I think he had to like graduate here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Swallow speaking Blue. Of, Swallow Blue. Yeah. Speaking of grad, I hope he's doing his. This kid had a, not a good environment to study in. So I hope Swallow is doing well. I haven't seen Swallow in forever. These companies were never meant to be profitable. He's more right. I bet you that's what it was. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm surprised Vice went back to 1994. But Swalu was right. I saw that at dot coms and all this vaporware and this this new social media stuff. You you investment, you know, the the hedge funds and venture capitalists and private equity firms. You guys are dumber than shit. You're giving all these companies money that are, well, we're not going to be profitable for 10 years. All these guys do is come in there, say with some soothsaying words about IT and technology and social media. They pay themselves an ass load in terms like corporate executive salaries. And then they walk away after three years with like $1.2 million. And you dipshits like, well, but my price to sales. <laughs> but Swalu is right. I did work for a dot com where that's all the guy did. Like in the end, you found out. And the feds did not like it. The feds did not like it very much at all. Turns out grifting is uh, potentially against the law. Uh, Niraj for two uh, pounds. PhD in land whale cocology, salary $95,000 plus per year. No, I don't think any of them. What would that be like to have like a master's degree in journalism? I mean. And you're in your 40s. <laughs> I feel bad enough about getting an MBA because I, I, an MBA is just so not worth it. But I mean, a master's in journalism. Mm -hmm. And you get 2,600 subscribers. Ryan for $4.99. You guys convinced me to study accounting. I'm a sophomore in college and I have a tax internship at the big four making 32 an hour with big bonus. Thanks. Well, congrats, man. Hey, Chad, here's yeah. a joke for you. What is $32 an hour? Uh, more than any of these journalism. Yeah, there you go. Is that funny? <laughs> it is this, funny? This 20 year old kid makes more than people twice his age. A so getting an internship after your sophomore year, that's pretty hardcore because usually it's your junior year where you get into that. Cynic for $2. Have you done the Cable Mountain Trail at Zion? No, I saw, I saw signs for it and it, yeah, Cynic, you're right, because I did – it was the same trailhead, and then if you went right, you went out to the Mesa Overlook, but then the Cable Mountain was angling – no, no, it was the road signs. There was a different – yeah, the road signs leading up to the trailhead, you could go Cable Mountain or you could go Observation Point. We did Observation Point, so you're right, Cynic. Uh, but no, I haven't done that. I, I'm, if, if it's worth it, I'll do it. Uh, go ahead and uh, text me. And I would be interested in going to Zion if we can make it work. Like I was it, saying, I know you just went – Temperature is the number one thing, mm -hmm. and we're leaving early. Sure. 
And then we're going to loop big old. Remember when we got those awesome uh, bakery products? Atham had like three of them and he ate all of them. Yeah. St. George. Okay. No, that was, that was in Cedar city. So it's past St. George. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're going to go through that town. We're going to go around the North side, come in from the East side, and then we're going to go all the way back and it's going to be a long ass day, but the hike itself won't take us more than an hour and a half. Well, just out of curiosity, are you doing that to avoid just getting bored and going on the same route or no, because when you go the quickest way to get to that trailhead is to go through the park and you have every fat, slow driving trailer <laughs> hauling boomer and, and Karen, let me, I'll tell you this because I've gone to enough national parks. What, what causes the line at national parks, Chad? The, there's multiple things. What's the number one thing that causes lines at national parks? Slow, slow people, slowness, which type of slow people. They're all slow. Which type of people take up the most time? I'll give you a hint of the Rangers time. Oh, it's got to be the Karens or the Boomers. What What are the Karens doing? Why are they taking up the Rangers time? Because they want to speak to the manager. No. Oh, <laughs> I thought I had a good joke there. You are Karen. Yeah. You're with Herman. Okay. You go Badlands National Park. Okay. You pull up to the the Ranger guy, gal. What do you what do you do as Karen? I'm going to say they're either asking for directions or they're complaining about something. They're not complaining. They're asking about everything to do in the park that they oh. should have looked on the internet. Oh. Badlands. I, I knew some rangers. Where do we find the buffalo? Where do we find this? Why, where where do we go? Like that is like that is usually what holds it up. That is happened to you Karen? yesterday? No, I'm sure it did, but the line was so far back. We were in line for like 45 minutes. And then you got to go up this switchback. You go through a tunnel. <clears throat> that's backed up. Then you get out the east end. All right, that's okay. It loosens up a little bit. Then you got to turn around. You got to go back through the park. And so the east entrance is backed up. And then you're going really slow. And I'm like, F that. We're just going to go around. I'll show you cedar breaks. We'll show you some other stuff. But I am not, I am not going through that park again. Okay. Uh, absolutely okay. not. Uh, Dre for $2 Carlson school caused Cappy's success. Hashtag ad hashtag sponsored. They okay. have indirectly. They did. Uh, indirectly. Yeah. They gave me a worthless degree. They pretty much lied about the value of this degree and like their ranking and all that mm -hmm. other stuff. And they didn't lie about it. According to the Gorman report. Have you heard about the Orwell prize, Chad? Have you heard about the Gorman report that ranks the schools? No, what did they rank, uh, Carl? They ranked it like I don't know, something very high. Like, oh yeah, the Gorman report. <laughs> I don't even know if the Gorman report exists anymore. <clears throat> don't go to the Carlson School of Management, but it did. It, I'm their little Frankenstein monster. If it wasn't for them, if it wasn't for the corrupt banking industry, I wouldn't be here. But since, oh no, you're not, you're not from Princeton. You can't do that. And they're like, oh yeah, this is great. Any degree? Oh, oh, I'm Anakin Skywalker now. I've definitely cost them more than I had to pay them in tuition adjusted for inflation. Good. Yep. Dr. Paradox for $2. I spin in a circle and stop Dre talking. Boom. Oh, so I've hung out with Dre in person and Dr mm -hmm. Dre, Dre can talk, man. Dre is a mm -hmm. talker. Yep. Uh, SJ220 uh, Canadian. Why did you start hiking? I'm starting. Any tips? I started hiking because my dad used to work at Glacier National Park when he was a young man. And he had all these pictures and told me all these stories about the mountains. There are no mountains in Wisconsin. But, Chad, did we have the money to go to Glacier National Park? 
Uh, I'm guessing not. No, but we did have the money to go to fun places like Appleton and Green Bay. Or sometimes we go to Minnesota. Are there mountains in Minnesota? No. No, there are not. And so it was like they were always calling me. And then, Chad, did I, like, take my teens and 20s and go out and explore Colorado like I should have? Uh, I don't think you did that in your no, teens and I, 20s. No, I did what, what every boomer told me to do, go to college, get a degree, work hard. It wasn't until I was 30 that I hopped a train, went to Glacier, and figured it out. So mm-hmm. it's been built up for 30 years or 25 consciously anyway. And now I finally have money remote work and that's why i started hiking because now i could tear up those mountains and go out into canyons so, i'm gonna you mind i do a quick answer like yeah sure i just enjoy it like i'm such a city person as, as y'all know that i just it's for me it's just getting totally out of my element and i like the nature i like the mm-hmm. sunshine i like the exercise i just always feel really happy after a, a nice long hike yeah so where we spent most of our time is you know cavemen was outdoors Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then any tips I would, um, water, for, water. Well, first mm-hmm. I'd start hiking around your local neighborhood, like on trails, like just start building up your endurance, get so you can hike. I'd say if you want, before you take a trip, get up there. You can walk 10 miles, make sure you can walk 10 miles. And if there's Hills, walk up those Hills. Like you want to be used to getting elevation gain. If you really want to do it quickly, do stairs, go find like, uh, people used to do stairs at the different, um, uh skyscrapers in town so find some stairs and just do stairs man do stairs and then i would start if you want to do mountains or can canyons are fine because you're going down where water is but if you want to do mountains i would keep it under keep it under definitely nine thousand feet for the beginning because if you're from louisiana where you could touch the water or you're below sea level your lungs are not used to the lack of oxygen up there yeah so some like there's the guadalupe mountains in texas some of the um what are they called foothills of the rockies are okay to try climbing like in boulder or fort collins or whatever uh the uh, black hills are good for that too although they're kind of remote but I would not be going up no 14,000 foot mountain, no matter how much you train, you have to get your lungs up to that capacity. And so if you really want to see something that's amazing, but you don't want to go high elevation, I would be doing canyons like Canyonlands National Park, Arches National Park, Zion National Park, anything in Utah. As long as you avoid snow peak mountains, you should be all right. Let me ask you something. If you're like a good runner and you're in very good shape, you know, you got good cardio, but you mm-hmm. haven't trained yourself with elevation. Is that, are you still going to possibly be able to keep up with people who have? Totally depends on the individual. Yeah. Um, I've had people that it doesn't phase them at all. And if you're in good cardio, you'll be fine. Whatever reason your oxygen gets into your lungs and your blood, just fine. I've had people not even go on hikes. My buddy, Richard, this happened to him. He lands in Denver and in about an hour, he's throwing up. He wasn't running or anything. He was just at 5,000. Dude grew up in Minneapolis, St. Paul. I was like, have you ever been above a mile? And apparently not. So, um, yeah, you you acclimate. But the second, like, let's say you train, right? And you're charged. You do stairs. You know you can do whatever, 50 flights of stairs. And you go up into the mountains, and you're like, man, I am... I am not on my game today. This is not good. This is like, I'm, I'm weak. What's that? It's not you. It's the oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. And if you start getting a headache, turn around and go back down immediately. There's no reason to get that pounding headache. Worst headache I've ever had in my life. 
No, when I visit my parents and I go running in Santa Fe, yeah, I, I never can perform as well as opposed to other places. So, yeah. Yeah. Anthony Ciortino for $5. Moving from the East Coast to the Midwest next week. Any All advice, right. <laughs> any advice on how to properly be a Midwesterner? What kind yes. Of- yes. Tony's our Italian agent in the field. Okay, Tony. First, you have to lie to people's faces and backstab them. Okay. Passive aggressiveness. <laughs> you being, I know, I know where Anthony's from. They're more upfront and honest with each other. Yeah, that ain't going to fly. So you have to lie to like, oh my God, that's such a nice shirt. And then I don't care if you don't know anyone else. You need to grab someone else randomly and say, look at that idiot shirt. I can't believe she, oh my God, she's such a slut. That would get you the quickest way to be a proper Midwesterner. Um, Drink a lot of shitty beer, watch the local sports ball team. Eat wings, eat a lot of wings. wings. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, he's, it's going to be definitely, I'm of course joking mostly, but um properly be a midwesterner i was here's some real advice just be quiet and don't say anything figure people out first just be very quiet don't be impolite you know people ask you a question talk but just sit and observe man just sit and observe uh, you have to say pop you can't say soda you have to say pop no you yeah, say I'm soda still, well I'm, well i don't know everybody calls it pop around here and i'm still getting used to that yeah but they also poop in the streets in chicago so i don't you know <laughs> Dr. Paradox for two bucks. Ride the wave. Keep up the good work. Paradox out. Yep. Going to keep doing this until it's done. I wonder if any of those journalists have houses, you know? I doubt it unless they marry. You know what? They probably have spouses that have real careers, real jobs. That's not uncommon. All those girls that write, you know, New York publications, like they live in the New York, you know, sex of the city lifestyle. They got 3000 subscribers. Like how the hell do you afford a $1,500 apartment? Oh yeah. Dad or husband. That was the case with a lot of my actor and actress clients, which I don't have anymore. Mm. Uh, DJ for two bucks, but Clary, my driftless scenery. Yeah. Uh, Where's wholesome from? I think he's from the East coast. Is he? Talks yeah, a lot I, uh, about, yeah, you know, I don't. Is he talking about East Coast driftless scenery or like the tundras, like Kansas or Nebraska? <laughs> no idea. And to, be, and to be perfectly honest, South Dakota for the most part, I mean, it is pretty. It just goes. I can show you pictures where you don't see the horizon; it just continues on forever. <laughs> John for five dollars. Hi, what would be the best route for a 19-year-old? Get a Western Governors University accounting degree in CPA or WGU and EA and CMA. Should I go get experience at the big four? CPA is hard to get as fuck. Any advice, EA, worth it? Well, that's a lot of questions. Um, I say EA. West, I absolutely agree with the Western Governors University because I've had like three clients now graduate with Western Governors and now they're off to the races uh, working. Um, <clears throat> I would get the EA, frankly. I want the CMA. Didn't we agree that that's kind of bullshit? Like no one ever uses that. I people don't know what that is. Like, no. yeah, that won't get you to girls. Well, well, none of those will get you to girls. But I do think. Well, I it goes without saying. Only get the EA if you want to do tax, because you didn't say anything about what you want to do in there. But an EA tax, yeah. Does he even need to get experience at the Big Four if he does the enrolled agent? No. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to hurt them to get that experience. Big four experience is good if you want to really make it in corporate America and then go into industry. Like big four is worth its weight in gold on that. But who the hell wants to do that? Yeah, I don't. 
Um, let me get this going on. I think we're kind of caught up, so let me kind of close it out here. Yeah. Oh, let me get this. All right, so a couple more sponsors. One, the VeloWave bike. I'm putting the link in the chat room now. <clears throat> if you wanted, if you're in a city, you want to cut down on parking costs and gas costs and all that, get a VeloWave bike. My version I got is linked there below. But if you use discount code Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, double A, Ron, uh, you could get, uh, I think it's $200 off my model. Uh, but they have other models you might be interested in. I don't know if the discount code will work. I think it only works for that model. But it's a shiny red, really cool one. It's got a little cage on the back. So you could transport your girls with that when you go to the nightclub. Uh, also, I think I got them all here. Uh, you want to plug your website? Sure. Uh, well, I'm at elkinscpa.com, but lately, um, as I think a lot of you know, I've got this YouTube channel on here. It's uh, Chad Elkin CPA, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to do one this week. Maybe I'll talk to you about that, see when you're free. But um, yeah, I'll be doing, I'll continue to do episodes because I enjoy it. Yeah, this week I'm packing in the fun because we're taking yeah. off relatively soon. So it's motorcycle ride day tomorrow, golf after that, hiking in prescott arizona after that visiting my friends at phoenix some idiots graduation i don't know some <laughs> moron someone some idiot school decided to give some moron a degree um and that and then um yeah well, well let me know but i'll probably be busy yeah um also real quick i want to get this off my list have you heard about this guy that booked a flight to sydney montana and thought it was going to sydney australia no okay <clears throat> from from uh <laughs> ksat.com vacation bound man ends up in sydney montana after trying to book flight to sydney australia he probably thought he's getting a really good deal <laughs> i mean that can't be cheap to fly to S sydney montana either no, that is it. a man looking to travel down under ended up in the treasure state after accidentally booking a flight to the incorrect city with the same name new yorker kingsley burnett who was originally from jamaica was looking to travel to sydney australia but ended up making makingly booking a flight to Sydney, Montana. I saw a little plane, like nine passengers and wonder how is this going to get me to Australia? The 62 year old <laughs> told the New York post. That was when I caught on to the mistake I made. Burnett left New York's LaGuardia airport on the evening of the 26th and ended up in Billings, Montana the following morning. According to the story falls, travelers can connect from Billings to Sydney, which is roughly 250 miles east, but they cannot connect to Sydney, Australia from the airport because it's 8,300 miles in the other direction. Oh, you don't I had to figure out for myself that Billings, Montana would only take me to Sydney, Montana, where there were no kangaroos waiting to welcome Mr. Burnett, he said. <laughs> 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 the video of Burnett's trip can be viewed in the media player on top of this article. During his trip, Burnett met American Airlines ticket desk employee Carlo Castellano, he was really funny. Kingsley came. He was he was really funny. Funny. Kingsley came and he goes, I've got a problem. Castellano told KTVQ. Burnett told Castellano he was supposed to be heading to Sydney, Australia to depart on a cruise for a dream vacation. She was able to help him book a hotel and a, a flight from a flight home. But Burnett wouldn't be able to make it to Australia in time for his cruise. That's too bad. Montana yeah. didn't have kangaroos. It had Carol. And that was good enough for me, Burnett told KTVQ. Uh, he rescheduled his trip for June. That's a nice story, isn't it? It's got a happy ending-ish. Yeah. Um, Billings, Montana. Would you imagine it nice or shitty? 
That is one state I've never been to, but I would imagine it's probably not great. It is kind of shitty. A lot of homeless, a lot of like, you're like early Montana and you're glad that you're allowed to own guns there. Yeah, I'll bet. All right. We got everything. We got all the super chats. That's it. Um, <clears throat> Link below. You will find. What the hell did I link to below? All my courses, my books. Like, unlike these journalist people who don't have the, well, they got them, but I don't know if you want to read their books. But links to my books below, links to the courses I have below, all generally related to finance. I also have link below is my Amazon affiliate program. Chad, where should they do all their Amazon shopping? They should click on the link so that you get the referrals or whatever it's called, affiliate. Right. And, I get a commission. Um, commission, yeah. Right. Do they pay more? No. No. Does, what's his name? Jeff Bezos make less. Yes, which we yes. want. Yes, that's why I don't know if we really want, but if he's going to give the money away, sure. <laughs> <clears throat> and then, um, oh, my Subscribestar channel. You know I have Subscribestar or no? I've heard you mention it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's like people, you should get like Patreon, except Patreon supports Black Lives Matter, a bunch of Marxist causes. So I pulled, I shut mine down and I went to Subscribestar. You get access to the Road Trip podcast where I do podcast from my phone while driving or hiking so the audio quality is absolute shit and then you also get access to mary joe's pinups which chad i'm sure you would be interested in that yeah i've seen them yeah okay you've seen them so there you go <laughs> and then if there are any cute girls out there that want to add pinups i'm always willing to pay uh they do have to go on the site though because that way i would make money on the deal i'm a capitalist how many girls do you think in the in the very cappy cat sphere the cappy cap commune the cappy cap club all those wonderful how many girls have volunteered like yeah i'm a fun type of gal i'll send in some pg-13 stuff how many do you think we had to take advantage of that offer uh two or three two mary two. joe and, and and jesse yeah that's about it yeah that's that's past 10 years yeah that's, yeah god bless them though god bless them i tried to send you one of my cam girls but she just was not uh she was not reliable so oh yeah that's right yeah don't that's why you have to rely on the conservative libertarian women who have jobs. They might actually show up on time. So, <laughs> All right. Toodles. And uh, man, you know what? We should hang out soon.